In goes Stewart! They've only gone and done it! And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Glovers Cast. It's a sunny Thursday evening. Uh, myself and Dave are absolutely sweltering, I think, in our locations. We've it is got... very warm here, very warm. <laughs> Even in the grim north, it's very exactly. warm. Beyond the wall. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're delighted to welcome tonight uh, two guests. We're going to do a bit of a, uh, a bit of a discussion around what we can expect from the National League South. So who better to welcome to the Glovers Cast than... Uh, Seb White, who's experienced plenty of the National League South with uh, his affiliation with Hampton and Richmond. Welcome, Seb. Evening. How you doing? Yeah, um, I'll be honest. I never thought I'd be uh, able to go on a podcast and talk about uh, Yeovil Town playing, oh, certainly playing Hampton and Richmond, being involved in the National League South. But here we are. Here we are. <laughs> None and, of us uh, wanted to be here, Seb. None of no, us no, exactly. <laughs> No, exactly. It's 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 strange times indeed. But of course, you know, Yeovil's Yeovil's history does does extend below the conference, and yeah, that's what that was my history as well, growing up as a kid. So yeah, um, you know, but it's not not particularly nice to be back. But let's let's try and make the best of it. There you go. That's the title. Let's just try and make the best of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and who better to talk about our uh, travels? in the forthcoming season than our cyberspace travel guide guru, Mr. Hugh Gleave. Welcome back to the Glover's Cast, Hugh. Thank you very much. Uh, good evening, good afternoon, or good morning to people whenever they're listening to this. <laughs> Hugh told us before we came on air that these are the professionals we brought in here, and I think that <laughs> intro just speaks, speaks volumes for that. <laughs> well, He's targeting good. every time zone there, wherever you're listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to some extent, we're, we're, we're I suppose the, the, the non-professionals because we're harking back to um, pre-full-time uh, status, aren't we? So, mm. although Yeovil aren't returning to that status, but uh, to the so days when we were we, when we were a part-time team in regional football. <sighs> Before we go too deeply into regional football, there's there's been a bit of news from Hewish Park this week: uh, the re-signing of Matt Worthington. And the signing of Will Buse after his release from uh, Bristol City. Uh, Coatsy, what are your what are your feelings on that? I think quite excited to have Matt Worthington retained again. Uh, surprised uh, that they've they've managed to keep him, but I think that probably speaks volumes for his relationship with the manager, Mark Cooper. I think they've obviously, well, they've neither of them have made a particular secret of the fact that they get on well and he enjoys playing for him. But yeah, pleased and 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 surprised, and hopefully, we've I think we've seen Matt Worthington improve after 
seasons where you're like, oh, this is going to be his year, and it never quite was. And um, last season, he obviously added a few more goals to his game, which is which is what we wanted. And hopefully, next season, not that I am saying in any shape, way, or form, next season is going to be easy. Seb, promise, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. Hampton and Richmond away will be a very tough game, I'm sure. The Seb White derby, both legs of them, will be will be very tough. But no, really pleased with that, and really pleased with Will Booze as well. Uh, losing Grant Smith, we all knew it was going to happen, but it was a it was a big was a big blow. And the little that I saw, I say the little I saw of um, Will Bees, I saw him could see five goals in two games, which doesn't sound great. But three of those goals came against Wrexham, who were just like ridiculous, weren't they? So um, and then two at Solihull. But I, I thought he did he did enough, and I think he had a broken is a broken hand he had for some other game at Wrexham or broken yeah. something, didn't he? So yeah, yeah. Can't be too harsh on him there, I don't think. So now I was pleased. Yeah, and a, and a couple of new directors as well. Um, Mark Robinson, commercial manager. I don't know if it's a promotion or a demotion becoming a director. I'm not sure. <laughs> yes, Drink, drinking from the poison chalice. Yeah, di- <laughs> di- di- directors um, uh, seem to have uh, interesting lives, shall we say, at Yeovil Town. Certainly in recent past, don't they? So <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. And uh, Reese Roster, who was the barrister who helped um, Martin Hellier get his deal over the line and has received lots of credit from Martin in the last few weeks. Um, yeah. And a, and, a, and a former contestant on the Junior Apprentice 2010 edition. There you go. That, that, what, if you faced Alan Sugar, I think you can take on anything, can't you? <laughs> I didn't know this. But yeah. That... <laughs> That's fine. Okay. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a there's a profile of him looking extremely young. I think he was seventeen. Seventeen at the time, yeah, did it? I think so. He was a very young-looking seventeen. Yeah, I'll give him that. I'm I'm sure you're listening, Reese, but the the <laughs> webs the BBC website might get a few hits. Absolutely, yeah. Give it a give it a Google. I did, I did. I had to I had to double check across that it was him. And when you look on his LinkedIn profile, which you'll have seen me doing, so he probably thinks I'm weird stalker or something, which is fair comment. Not far um, no, exactly. Then um, yeah, you'll probably realise if it's not him, it's a very a very good uh, mini me. I think that was, but yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, on the face of it, without knowing too many details. Mm. Uh, if you, yeah, he's certainly um, done done some good work. I think if you'd have said to any, or certainly any of us, what four, five, six weeks ago, that the football club would be owned by someone completely different, um, and they would have the buyback rights as well. Um, obviously, time will tell, but it is, yeah, he's obviously done some pretty good work. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you guys about that because you, Seb, and uh, and and Hugh as well, I know, um, were around in two thousand and ten. And I remember you guys telling me at the time as a, as a naive, whatever age I was 10 years ago, no, in 2010, I should say, 30 years old, as yeah. a naive 30-year-old, ah, but don't worry about it. It'll be fine. It's all part of the plan. It'll be okay. And I remember you saying, it won't be okay. And chickens are well and truly came home to roost, didn't they? I mean, what did you, what did you think of it, Seb? I know you kind of... Yeah, I mean... You say it, we never actually. I don't think we ever said that it wouldn't be okay. What the the actual asset split and the and the way it was done didn't really provide any safeguards so that it could be okay. I think that was the thing that you know I was will, willing to accept that there might be things like that to be done and things might um, have to be slightly different than perhaps done in the past. But it was just always the lack of accountability and a lack of making sure that whatever happened to 
that patch of land would benefit the football club. As we, I hated being, you know, I hated being right about this. I really did. It wasn't, it didn't take any pleasure from it at all because, you know, 13 years later, the club has, has returned to, you know, where it, where it, well, where, where it once was, you know, in, in, in regional football because of this land, whether that was people were paying more attention to it when they were in charge or wherever people came into the football club that were more interested in that and the football side of things. It, unfortunately, it's been a bit of a noose around, around the club's neck. And I know that there are some people and some slight misgivings maybe about what Martin Hellier has probably done in the past. And I know, you know, I said it the day after it was announced, you know, the fact that he has got the the, buy, the buyback right and and the, he or he is in charge of the land oh. Is 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 pretty um is pretty pretty impressive and yeah I think it's a good it's a good it, it at this time is a good thing and I really hope that we're not left to to rue rue the day I say that. <laughs> and Hugh, you, you I know you were obviously uh, around in two thousand and ten and maybe a little bit before that as well. Yeah, just, a bit, yeah. <laughs> what, <laughs> just a little bit. What what uh, what do you make of the past? Oh, how long has it been? A couple of weeks under the reign um, of uh, Mr. Hallier. Well, the, the the big thing that I I'm giving him huge credit for is getting rid of Priestnell. Priestnell yeah. is out and he's gone, and that gives him a gives Hellier a lot of credit in my in, in my book, starting credit in my book. Yeah. Um, and I I was I I was pleasantly surprised that he 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 got the bought the buyback rights as well. I'm assuming that. A lot of the delays and the problems with the other um, attempted takeovers were about that, um, and that that was a, a blocking point. And I don't know how he did it, whether he made him an offer he couldn't refuse, left the horse's head in his bed or something. But anyway, <laughs> he got, he, uh, he, he he's got the option, um, yeah. uh, and we've got to wait and see how that how that un, unfolds. I, I I would guess, and I think he. One of his interviews, he made a slight hint that maybe he will need to develop part of that site in order to generate the income, the monies to 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 get to, as it were, get it back off the council. Um, I mean, you know, forking out two point eight million pound in, in in ready cash is not is, is not a small issue. So. Um, so, so, so he, that that might be required, but I, I could I could live with that. Um, the, cr the crucial thing to me, even more than, than the site in general, is to get the ground back. Mm. Se separate se clubs who separate themselves from their ground. It's a disaster waiting to happen. There are just so many cases where that has caused chaos. So, getting the ground back is would be my absolute priority. Um, and um, let's hope it happens. Yeah, and I mean it's probably fair to say. And um, obviously, I, uh, I I wrote something at the time of Mr. Hallier's uh, um, takeover and said that, that there were there were things that uh, that he'd done in the past that he shouldn't be he shouldn't be doing again. And I, I still stand by that. Two weeks on, um, what I, what I said then. But I think it's very difficult in these first few weeks to really criticise anything that he's done. He's, he's he said all the right things. You look at him, and it seems to be him and his two lads are you know, single-handedly, uh, you know, repainting, uh, you know, sorting out the faded seats that have looked terrible for for God knows how long. 
and them we say brought in uh, uh will boost and um and re-signed matt Worthington. and that's yeah, not um, like so far i mean i think i, th- I think th- think the stadium okay you can say well it's only cosmetic but i think it's important cosmetic yeah yeah, yeah. um it, just, it, it we, we we've we've had 10 years in which the club has been hollowed out mm-hmm. all aspects of the club have been hollowed out the, the stadium the standard of the stadium the staffing, the players, the, the, the morale, and um, yeah, it's it's a big job. It's a big job that's going to be needed to rebuild that. And when I when I've looked at when I've looked at the um, pictures of the uh, at the stadium, I, it's it, at one level it's only a minor thing, but it's lifted my heart to to actually see it looking yeah. not a shabby rat hole now in it anymore. <laughs> That's the bar yeah. you've set, is it? Not a shabby rat hole, anything <laughs> above that. Well, no, it, it's it, a rat hole. Good, but yeah, I mean, given given we're going to be talking about a lot of shabby rat holes, yeah. so, <laughs> uh, not not the beavery, of course. No, 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 no. I was I was going to say the same thing. To be fair, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it, you know, it's it's mad to think about that. You know, the ground that obviously a lot of Yeovil fans have seen like disintegrate in, in before their very eyes in in over the last 10 10 10 12 years yeah it's actually in the national league south i mean it's probably it's probably it's probably going to be the best and you know maybe maybe torquay but i still think yeah you could make an argument that Hewish park is very much the best yeah. the best ground and yeah, yeah, when you were saying shabby rattles in a conference south you were obviously talking about weymouth weren't you yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean nat- naturally, Weymouth. Yeah, I mean probably worse, probably worse than the Chevy Rattle. <laughs> we'll leave it to the end of the podcast for you to come up with an even more uh, offensive title for that. Yeah, that feels like a perfect segue to the uh, topic at hand, which is our our future in the National League South. Seb, can you tell us what National League South is really like for those who have not experienced it before? Thumbs yeah. up if I got it right. Yeah. That's what I got from it, but uh, yeah, I mean, just to, just to give it, just to go back a little bit, yeah, obviously, I've not been going to Jewish Park and watching Yeovil uh, due to the various uh, misdeeds of, of various owners over the years, and as a result, I got started going to my local football club in London called Hampton and Richmond, and as a result, I've been watching National League South now for a good five or six years. So I'd like to think I've got a bit of a a good steer on it, but um, I think primarily, I think you can. I think we can look at the quality of the the quality will be better than than you think. I know I've I've probably said it a few times, mainly sometimes in jest, but the quality this league is the last league between full time, pretty much full time, and pretty much part time. So you've got a real mix of either clubs, full time clubs that have come down, or ambitious part time clubs that want to want to reach you know want want to reach the national league and you've also so in amongst all that you've got your best part-time players and some of those might be really good players who are probably good enough to play football league maybe certainly national league maybe even football league but for whatever reason you know football's almost a side thing you know but you'll get good really good players really good quality players that do that you get a lot of the academy players that have dropped out of the football league and the national league is sort of where they get caught you know, again, full-time clubs might not take a an in, might not take them on, but certainly part-time clubs will. So you you have got a, you have got a lot of quality in that league. Um, I, I would say that um, I've been surprised, certainly how good the, the level of football is. Um, 
Just a little note to that, though. I would say the two best footballing sides that I've seen in terms of quality have both been promoted. So in um, Ebbsfleet and Oxford City. So this league might, yeah, there will be quality, but this league will also, it is, it is a lot of muck and bullets. Uh, some of the pitches aren't great. Sometimes some of the stadiums aren't as, as, as what Yeovil players will probably be used to. And that will bring its own challenges. But I do think that um, fans and players will be pleasantly surprised by the quality on show most of the time, I would say. I think it's, it really is. Um, I think you only have to see the, 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 what the clubs that get promoted do in, in the leagues above, especially, you know, also in the North as well, that they do, they do all right. They hold their own in, in the National League. It's normally just the very difference between full-time and part-time. And you're saying there about the quality of players. I think, I know National League North rather than National League South, but Altrincham, um, when they came up, there were a number of players, and I remember it from sort of back in the, the 90s when we were at this level. You get a lot of players who got good day jobs and they don't want to be professional footballers. They don't want to be full-time footballers. And I suppose that's a that's a, a big thing, isn't it? So yeah, you do get that quality. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think um, we had a player called Josh Casey at Hampton and Richmond, who then went on to Woking and is Woking's captain. Yeah. Now, a great job in the city. He could, he, he had offers for football league clubs, but he, he didn't, he didn't need, he didn't need to, he didn't want to either, you know, that extra level of pressure, you know, some players just enjoy playing football. These, some of these players are just really good at football. Yeah. Don't mind getting a few hundred quid a week, whatever. And just without all the pressure of what becoming an actual full-time professional footballer is. So you have got the creme de la creme of part-time players at this level. Mm. And one thing that we've all got to look forward to is you can watch a game with a beer in your hand. Is that right? <laughs> that is very much the top. That was the top of my list of things to look forward to. <laughs> and some people might be saying that's clutching at straws. But yeah, I mean... what We, this... don't, we don't mind clutching at straws in this podcast. It's what yeah, we do exactly. Most now, I will say this with a bit of an asterisk. Now, oh, go on. Yo, obviously, this will depend on, on segregation arrangements, potential segregation arrangements, but by and large, the games aren't segregated. Um, I say that with a bit of an asterisk because in recent times, when we've had big clubs like Woking and Torquay come down, then segregation has been put in place, usually, from my experience, as a result of... Um, Local, you know, the, the authorities, mainly the local police of, of the visiting team, suggesting that it might be an idea to have segregation. You know, some of the grounds aren't quite, you know, certainly Hampton and Richmond, for example, isn't really set up for segregation. And that there's a few grounds like that, you know, more traditional grounds. Some of the newer grounds like Slough and Dartford, they're more set up for um, segregation. But yeah, I do say this with an asterisk in, in the hand. So if you, segregation might be involved and you might not be able, to, be able to access the bar. But I think there will be occasions this season where Yeovil fans will not only be able to have a pint whilst watching the game, um, they'll also be able to move around freely around the ground, you know. And, and who could, I mean, I remember growing up as a kid swapping ends and watching Yeovil at away games, swapping ends. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it sounds a bit... Sounds a bit silly, but, uh, you know, the little thing, you know, especially if you're if you're attacking and it's nice to be some people like being behind the goal, they're attacking. So um, I will say this, there is an asterisk and I would say to all Yeovil fans, certainly early on in the season, enjoy yourself. If you do it responsibly, then I'm sure the national, you know, I'm not for a second saying that they necessarily won't. But what I'm saying is by acting responsibly and doing all these things, they will be able to have a pint at games and there won't be. There won't be some clubs running, shall we say, scared of the big clubs like 
like Yeovil, Torquay and, and arguably Maidstone and teams like that. Hugh, we, we've got some new grounds to go to. We're quite used to big stadiums as of late, uh, maybe not the last couple of seasons, but have you uh, done any digging into some of our venues that we might be going to in the next 12 months? Yeah, yeah, I've started um, uh, because I've got a lot of lot to do. <laughs> <laughs> no summer off for you, are you? There's there's, uh, there's tw- 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 twenty new guys to write. There's only four, obviously, that are, uh, are already in existence. Um, yeah, um, for, I mean, for 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 most Yeovil fans, it's going to be a lot of new grounds. Um, I mean, even even for, for people long in the tooth as me. If you were going in the 90s, um, you'll have done some of them. Um, but for many Yeovil fans, um, they'll only have done um, probably uh, three or four of them. Um, and e- even old fans might think they've done some, but but they actually haven't. Because since we last played them, Chelmsford, Dartford and um, Slough have all got new grounds. So you, you, if you thought you'd tick them off, you haven't. Um, <laughs> And um, there's a, a three that I don't think we've ever been to that I can work out. A four, sorry, because of course Truro are playing at Bolifo Park. Um, and unless we've had a youth game there, we certainly never had a, um, a, a men's first team game there. And as far as I can find out, we've... Um, f- uh, five, actually, now. Yeah, five. Uh, we've never been to Avely. We played them at home in the FA Cup in the 19, in 1970. We've never been to Avely. We've never been to Braintree or played them, as far as I can work out, in any, any form of fixture, or Eastbourne Borough or Hemel Hempstead Town. So they're going to be new for everybody as a Yeovil game. Um, and, um, of course, Hampton and Richmond, um, we went when they were Hampton. Um, yeah. Okay. I jotted it down somewhere in FA Trophy. When the hell was that? Um, uh, oh, no, it wasn't. It was the AC Delco Cup. Those of you who remember all those bizarre, weird cups in the Isthmian League yeah. um, in 1988. It's the only time we went to the Beavery. Um, I, didn't, I didn't go, so I haven't been to the Beavery. So, yeah, lots and lots of new grounds. And um, for those who like new grounds, then it's going to be... Um, a fun season of travel. I, I imagine. Well, I imagine you've certainly been to Hamel before, because that's your your neck of the woods, been, isn't it? Jim? I have so been you've been to many yeah. others. Um, I've done twelve. Twelve. So I've, okay. I've done half of them. Yeah, go, because what, I do go back to the nineties and eighties yeah. and occasional seventies. Although I didn't tend, I was a bit young, I didn't tend to do away games in the seventies. But uh, um, yeah, Hamel's one point two miles from my house, so <laughs> that's a that's uh, a stumbling distance then. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a stumbling distance. Yeah, I can do that one very, very easily. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if you had to pick one or one of those twelve that you sort of, or, or one of any of the the, the teams we're going to play, which which one would you say you were looking forward to going to? If indeed um, we can say I, that, I, I mean, I've, I've been there before, oh. uh, um, but St Albans is it, it, ah, nice. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's nice and, and it's a very, very good pub city. Um, <laughs> Bath's a pretty good pub city, but of course, Twerton Park is in the rat hole category. Uh, <laughs> um, and in, to some extent, although it's going to be a pain in the in the neck, I'm, I'm sort of so might even be. I mean, for for for, for um, non-exiles, I suppose it, it won't be so far. But um, 
you know, Bolitho Park and Truro would be an interesting day. Probably for me, it's going to have to be a stay over. I'm not sure I really want to stay over that long in Plymouth, but, um, you know, <laughs> it would be, 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 be something, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, uh, ones I'm not looking forward to. Uh, uh, I'm thrilled to go back to Welling. Um, I think we can find yeah. another Skivo while we're there. That's where um, we got him from, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Western Western Supermare. God, that's a horrible place. <laughs> I like I like the way that your uh, your 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 rude remarks about places are not uh, you know, that, that you spread them around. We've gone from Plymouth to Bath, the Western. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean that I mean it's part part of the thing about the the, 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 the as as you drop down the divisions, that's one of the things that happens, isn't it? The places you go to are well, everyone's brutally frank, more like Yeovil, um, which is, is not a place I would choose to spend a holiday. Um, so, you know, I mean, you know, you, you're not going to to, to, to to big cities and big towns with lots of facilities and things. You're increasingly you're going to fringe of London suburbs and places like that. And, uh, you know, you're just going to have to suck it up, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, I'm afraid so. And and Seb, uh, you, you must have been to a few. Uh, which yeah. uh, director's boxes have you had? Good uh, <laughs> prawn sandwiches and whatever else it is. You, the Hoyt um, Valoy. I think one of the few times I've been in the director's box is Dartford, to be fair. But Dartford is is a is a new newish it was newish ground built. I think it's owned by the council, but is actually nicely done and and it's all enclosed and it feels like a feels it feels like a proper. It feels a bit like a proper stadium because it's got a lot of terracing and just a few bits of seating. But I would definitely recommend Dartford's ground. I I do enjoy it. Not not everyone does, to be fair. I'm a bit of yeah. People always say I don't know why you quite like that much. I would definitely echo Hugh what he says about St Albans. Um, I like I like Bath City just for the again the pubs, but also I know it's probably more you more traditional ground, but there's something about it that I do like. Um, he's I, I actually quite like Worthing. Worthing's is is fairly new but the story of Worthing is a great great story i mean they nearly they nearly won the uh, the playoffs yeah they lost in the in the in the semi final to the eventual winners uh but they've yeah what happened there was a, a guy who was in the reserve team had a car crash he had um he had a terrible accident he got loads of insurance money and he ended up just buying the club and he's turned it into a real community community club there's a 3g pitch now we're going to talk about 3g 4g whatever you want to call it I think at last count, there's eight uh, of them in this league. So, again, it's something that the players are going to have to deal with because I know it, even at the even the part-time level, you know, you're tra- sometimes you're training on 4G, 3G, AstroTurf, whatever you want to call it, and then you're playing on grass, or sometimes it's the other way around. You you know, some of the artificial pitches are better than others. Um, if you speak to the players that play on them regularly, there, there is a difference between... The quality of them um so yeah again that's something that's going to be that's, that's going to that the players are going to have to deal with and the manager's going to have to deal with but yeah i think um it's it's exciting it, i mean I'm, I'm i'm excited because again i think just going back to martin hellier as as what he's done in recent weeks i mean i'm actually waiting for the fixtures to come out to see when i can take my daughter who's now just nearly it was going to be 11 in august probably by the time we make a game but we're going to be able to go. And, well, we've. I certainly feel like I'm. I'm. I'm comfortable 
paying money to go and watch the Yeovil Town team at, at, at Hewish Park, you know, and, and and I think that's a, that's a great thing. And looking forward to seeing some away games. Of course, you know, the Hampton Richmond game will be one a good one for me. That we obviously played each other in the FA Trophy, didn't we? Yeah. A couple of years back with um the, the ruthless uh, Murphy, Reese Murphy, absolutely, yeah, just 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 turned up and and, and made a difference. Now. I don't know if that moves me or I'm moving us on to a nice segue. I think you mentioned Worthington and players like that. I mentioned the good quality in this league. However, someone like a Worthington and, and players like that, again, if uh, players that, that, uh, that may be brought in by Mark Cooper, quality players like that, especially if they're playing full-time football, have got an ch- opportunity to really go through, you know, run through the gears and, and, and and make the most of this league. So, yes, the quality will probably be better than people think. However, looking at the squad that Mark Cooper's got, looking at the ambition and stuff that has been said recently, Yeovil should still def- will definitely be a, one of the, I would still argue, one of the favourites. If you'd asked me six weeks ago when it looked like there might not even be a Yeovil town, then obviously it would have been a different answer. But they've they've they've... So far, it looks like they've set this team up very well and Yeovil should still go into the league thinking that they're going to do well. I wouldn't necessarily view this as we're going to go, we're definitely going to come straight back up because it's a it's a tough league to get out of. Mason took two seasons to get out of. Epsi have taken three seasons to get back up into the conference. And I would argue they're the best team that have been in the National League South for many a year. And it took them three goes to get out of it. So it is still a tough league to actually just get out but um, Yeovil have definitely got a really good chance. And I imagine there'll be some great followings on, on, on away days as well. What does it take to get out of this league? I think, well, Ebbsfleet are a bit of, Ebbsfleet are a slightly, I'm not going to say exception to the rule, but they they probably are actually, because they play, a, they've, they've played a long, they've played a light, nice passing style of football. They've, you know, they've stuck with the same manager, a German coach, for two two and a half years, I think, and they just played one way, and eventually they just wore play, uh, teams down by being so good on the ball, so relentless, so pressing, and all all that sort of thing. I think this season, looking at the teams that have exited the league, like Ebbsfleet and Oxford, who who also played the ball well, uh, and there may be the teams coming up as well. I think it's going to be quite a physical league, and I think it's going to be. There's going to be times when you're going to have to stand up and be counted. And I think, again, if you spoke to a Yeovil fan, any Yeovil fans five, six weeks ago, you would have struggled to find some positives on that front. Now the bulk, you know, some good players are staying. If Josh Staunton, you know, he is the perfect player for this league. Someone who will who will pull those players up, but, you know, when they need to, an away game in wherever, you know, Braintree on a Tuesday night. It's not pretty, it might not be, you know, ultimately effective. And I think if we're being brutally honest, Mark Cooper's not necessarily known for that style of, of play in his previous clubs, which will be an advantage to Yeovil, I, I think. Um, so I think it might not be, I think whoever does succeed this season will probably do it through sheer hard, a lot of hard work, some moments of quality from a player like Matt Worthington or, some, you know, whoever, all these a quality player, and yeah, a lot of hard work and a lot of battling, and 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 I do think Yeovil are much better set up than than perhaps they were maybe yeah, like I said, five six weeks ago. Hugh, you've seen obviously a bit of Yeovil um, in, in 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 recent seasons. I mean, what do you think we're lacking still in the in the squad? Um, 
we still need somebody to score goals. Yeah. <laughs> That's the um, obvious one, there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's as simple and and also as difficult as that. Um, we, we, we're going to have to find at least one and preferably two um, strikers who score goals. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that that that's 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 what I'm looking for. Yeah, well, to, to see think, who we sign. Yeah, Chad uh, mentioned Reed Murphy. Know. I mean, I was what? wondering whether, because I saw that, um, that there was a mention that um, his name Ash at Weymouth, who, who actually scored goals in a really rubbish Weymouth side, um, was going to a, a West Country's national size club. And I thought, oh, good, that might be us. But I see it's Torquay. Yeah. He's um, gone to. But yeah, I mean, we, 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 need, we, we need a couple of players who, who, who score 20, 25 goals if we're going to get out. Um, I mean, the, the, both, both the times last two times we went down we didn't get back up the first in one season first no. time it took us three and last time it took us two um i'm i'm obviously all the other fans will hope we will but i'm not particularly expecting us to get up in one season i think because of because of how much the club has been damaged it, i think we might need two seasons to rebuild everything yeah I think or when you look at that retained list, a lot of those players are fairly recent additions as well. Yeah. So there's still finding that, you know, finding that balance in the squad and, a, you know, it's a bit of a cliche, but the unity amongst them, because obviously it was a very difficult dressing room last season and they've got to find a way to work together. I think we need to add a bit of, um, bit of beef in there as well, don't we? I think there's... Definitely some fighters and some warriors needed a little bit like we had when we came down from the Football League into the conference. Yeah, I think I think the two teams that have come down as well, Maidstone and, uh, sorry, to the two teams that have come into this league, Maidstone and Torquay, I think certainly Maidstone will, will have that, will have that fight and they've made some impressive signings already. I know Hugh mentioned the, the Weymouth player there as well that went to Torquay. They've made some impressive signings. I think, it's gonna be it's gonna be a big it's gonna be a bit of a scrap between those three and maybe if you if you maybe Worthing, I think they did so well last year and they've got a, they've got something going there and they've got momentum. I think we saw how useful momentum is, you know, as well, on and off the pitch. I think that they could definitely be in the mix. Haven't and Waterlooville, Dartford, both teams that have been there in there or thereabouts in the last few seasons as well. So, but I do expect. That the three teams that have come down from the conference to to do well in this league, but again, there's only two spots to to go up, and one of those is the playoffs. And as we know, anything can happen there. Oh, it's exciting already. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I, I mean Ian. I said to you, didn't I? When when obviously I'm you again draws, but I you know I did say that. I'm not. I don't subscribe to the theory that you know sometimes it's better to go down, you know, to take a step backwards than you can go forward. So that that's clearly not been the case the last few years at Yeovil Town anyway. Mm. So I don't subscribe to that. But what and I think Coatsy mentioned it more recently. It might have been Ben actually who mentioned it in a recent podcast. Winning games can help. Not to say that Yeovil is going to go in and start winning games because it's not going to be quite as easy as that. But there's definitely the ability and option to do that. And if you get a you know head of steam and and there's a, the feel good factor that's around the football club now continues and nothing nothing derails that in any way then 
Yeovil are going to be, you know, they will, the Yeovil are going to be the, a team that a lot of people are going to look at to try and stop. And they just, yeah, I, 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 I suppose it goes with any team that wants to get out of a division or, or win the league. A good start is is quite important. So I suppose the sooner Mark Cooper and and, and gets get some more players in and gets a squad in, I mean, the full time aspect will make a huge difference. That was a that was a big commitment from. Uh, from um, Martin Hellier to say that they're stay, going to stay full-time because it could have been very easy to go back to part-time. So that will make a difference and that will tell towards the end of the season. I think the full-time teams, obviously, as the season, as you get through the winter when the pitches haven't been great and you and the games have been thick and fast, because you know there's a lot of games, there's a 24-team league, so there's a lot of games. There'll be more cancellations because sometimes the pitches aren't quite as great, as good or well looked after as they are, perhaps higher up the division. So... Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting it's going to be an interesting season, but a good start is 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 probably important, mainly to try and keep the other teams like Maidstone or someone like that at bay because I think they're, they're going to be strong. Hey, and what do you think about us as far as strikers are concerned? Do you think the likes of Jordan Young, Malachi Linton? Um, obviously, I've been not expecting to see Alex Fisher for a good while, but um, yeah, they feel like they showed enough last season to suggest that they could do it at this uh, at this level what what would your thoughts on those two and others attacking options be well i think we've we've seen a lot of jordan young on youtube scoring goals for chippenham at that level um and i think up until he got injured it looked like he was about to turn the tide and maybe was about to do something for us last season so i think jordan young will um, play a big part next season. I hope he does anyway. Um, Mal's tricky, isn't he? Because there were times in games where he looked like he was, you know, about to about to pull the trigger. And you look back at that game, where was it where he skied the penalty at Wildstone? Wildstone, yeah. And, and that, that was so early in the season, but it felt like such a turning point for him. And... I think he dropped out of the team after that, struggled to get a run of games, looked like he was going to do get some opportunities under Mark Cooper, but then those faded as well. Um, again, I always felt he was a player that needed a run of games, and if he can get a run of games at this level, then maybe he will be the one who scores the goals. But, yeah, I agree with you that we definitely need a, a couple. Who's the other guy from Weymouth who's just left there? Um, the defender. Oh, no, I think he, I think he was a striker, partnered Ash up front. I think. Um, oh, isn't that Akeem Rose? Is it? Yes. Have yeah. He left, did he? Yeah, yeah. I think they posted that he'd he was leaving the club as well. Right. Uh, I think did he had he scored a few goals last season? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's um yeah just had a look. He's um he he has indeed left. Um, but yeah, you're right. He did. Uh, he did score. Um, he did score a goal. Um, it says tw- uh, twenty goals and six assists. Maybe that's over two seasons. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, he, he, he certainly certainly had a few. Well, I'm not sure Wayne fans would, <laughs> would like to join us, but it wouldn't be bad. They, they've, you know, they obviously escaped right at the death um, last season, and I know yeah, some Yale fans 
including one certainly one on this on this call which uh, uh was uh, yeah <laughs> keeping a keen eye on results to try and get some gloom uh, some light amongst all the gloom that they might go down but they've got a great manager in they've got a great manager who knows this league in Bobby Wilkinson and obviously he's got summer now there's been a big change of players already hasn't there as we just mentioned and they've they've made like seven or eight signings they might be quite good because uh, Bobby Wilkinson does know this level and he's quite an established figure at this at this level. So um again, worth worth keeping an eye on them because they might, they might, even though it's been a lot of turnover of players, they might be they might be all right. Are we allowed to say nice things about Wings on this podcast? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. yeah. Hugh, Hugh, can you step in here, please? We need to, re we need to redress yeah, this yeah. balance, I think. I, I, I was aghast there. I mean, there is nothing good to say about Wings at all, so. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, uh, like, like you say, uh, I, I, I sent it forward. I mean, Seb mentioned before, Reese uh, Reese Murphy, and Jesus Christ, what we do to uh, to have a player like that um, at this level. Although he did come from this level, wasn't he? Was he Chelmsford? We got him. Was from it Chelmsford? Yeah, before yeah. that. And then, tell you what, it's worth noting the top scorer for the last two seasons, or certainly very much in the top three for the last two seasons. Has been Sean Jeffers, who had a brief spell at you. Oh yeah, I remember him. Yeah, he's at St um, Albans, isn't he? He's at St Albans, um, and he is—he's well, he's—he's—he's he's, yeah, he scored goals for fun in the last two seasons. So I think that should give Yeovil fans who have seen players an idea of the sort of player that can succeed at this level. Mm. Um, he's a big, yeah. physical, but quick, a quick, if I remember quick. right. Yeah yeah, 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 quick, and yeah, he—he he was on Hampton for a bit as well, and he's definitely got something about him and. There'll be a few other ex-Yeovil players. Uh, Jake Gray, I know, wasn't at Yeovil too long. Um, I know, I know, he's a captain at Hampton and Richmond, and I know he's very much looking forward to uh, <laughs> to the game against Yeovil. Um, I think, yeah, he would prefer. Yeah, he he certainly had a difficult time at Yeovil, mainly due to the, the manager at the time. Let's just leave it at that. Um, yeah, <laughs> it goes um, that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 But there's there's there'll be a few players that will pop up at that they'll you know will, that your Yeovil fans will recognise and yeah, there's... They'll, they'll probably pop up and score against us because that's always what happens. That's what always happens. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 Um, I think the the only other thing I was going to say, or thought, let me just double check. I've got, I've got my notes here. I didn't want to forget anything. It's obviously, mm -hmm. I mean, it just touches a little bit on what Hugh said about the ground hopping as well. I mean, again, I'm clutching the straws here, but you enter the FA Cup two rounds earlier than normal uh, and you get a chance to go to some, well, you can get a chance to go to some really, some much lower clubs than the National League South. So I don't know if that is, that is of interest, but um, that, and the same with the FA Trophy, you come in around earlier and, I don't think it will make too much difference to Yeovil, but it might make it certainly might make a bit of difference to Martin Hellier, obviously as as the chairman and looking to get money wherever he can. You know the the prize money is a huge thing at this level. Obviously for Yeovil, it might be a little bit of it might not be quite as impactful, but certainly you know getting a good run in the FA Cup or FA Trophy, not just for the on pitch morale, it can. Um, the prize money is actually a, is a big thing. I hate to say it. You boil the FA Cup, the world's greatest cup competition, down to what you know what ends up in the bank off the back of it. But it does make a, it does make a hell of a difference. We love a cup run. So well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Maybe <laughs> it's the time to yeah, an to, even longer cup run, an even longer cup. <laughs> yeah, run. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, but yeah. again, would you know? 
that could potentially a long cut run or something like that could potentially derail a, a competitive challenge for promotion. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's all to be decided and all to be seen, isn't it? But it's, um, yeah, it's very interesting. I just, uh, I think Yeovil fans just try and, like I said, enjoy it as much as they can uh, because, you know, it, I think this season has all the makings of being a, a lot better for Yeovil Town fans. And yeah, it's a real chance and a real opportunity to to start again, maybe on and off the pitch. And yeah. I, I kind of remember it being that reset back in the mid 90s yeah. because it was we, we, we'd gone down after the whole, you know, return of Brian Hall, which never really worked, did it? And then brought, brought yeah. Graham Roberts in and then he literally threw the baby and the bathwater out, didn't he, after that that season and, and didn't keep anybody and just signed a load of players from <laughs> London. But, um, well, yeah, uh, but a certain uh, Warren Patmore and a certain Tony Panic as well being among them. Um, and then brought in the likes of Jerry Gill, Rob Cousins, all those kind of players. Obviously, my my one true love, Howard Farrington. Oh, Howard. Uh, <laughs> in that as well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm not I'm not embarrassed to say it. Um, so uh, so yeah. So and and I remember, and a lot of people you see remembering back to that time as a really enjoyable time for for all the things that we've spoken about here, going to those grounds and being taking big followings and. Um, I don't know. Obviously, I was far too young to be drinking back then. But um, uh, but yeah, it, it was it was a real, and we were winning more. <laughs> that always makes yeah. Fun. So, yeah. yeah. Hayberry Swift, Swift's away. I remember. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Just things like that. And yeah. look, of course, it's not something that you. It's not something we Yeovil fans would have chosen. Of course not. But you know, make make the most of it and 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 try and enjoy it. But of course, winning winning get match winning performances. Will obviously help that a lot, but yeah, it's um, yeah, Haybridge Swifts. You that's that that's um, that, that's not a, a guide you've got knocking around, is it? Um, no, <laughs> are they still about Haybridge Swift? They still exist, yeah, no, as far as I know, they still exist. I don't know yeah. what they're playing in, probably, yeah, absolutely, or something like that. Talking, talking about um, money, but from the fans' perspective, I've, I've started to have a look at um, ticket pricing and so on. Oh, yeah, um. And obviously, it's going to be somewhat cheaper. Well, apart from Torquay, we're just taking the mech, really. Um, but yeah, it looks like we 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 pitched at about what the norm is. So fifteen, sixteen is like walk up adult, um, and we're, we're possibly slightly higher than the average concessions. You're looking normally for a tenner at away games, um, and. Uh, kids are usually down at five or three quid. So yeah, it looks like um, we we sort of looked at the market and decided to 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 go for for what's roughly the norm for for, for National League South. Um, and yeah, I, I, if, if we make it, if we make a good start, you you can see, you know, um, yeah, if we win, they will come. Um, you, you can see you could see crowds beginning to beginning to pick up and and uh, uh, and you know um, it could be could be a, a good atmosphere at yeah. Hewish Park if we make a good start. And, yeah. and that is what happened, wasn't it, in the nineties? I remember we were getting crowds yeah. of regularly four five thousand, and um, well, obviously that one game against Enfield. Yeah, the eight nine thousand yeah. and whatever else. So yeah, it, it 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 definitely does happen regardless of the level. Yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and I, I wonder definitely... what you said about Hemel, sorry, very quickly, just, just uh, maybe a little bit of, and finally. Uh, it's probably the only ground in the National League South, probably the only ground in the country that has um, uh, a pigeon racing club shed in, uh, in, 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 in the away end. Um, <laughs> yeah. That I've got to see. I've never seen any pigeons in it, but I... I no, there's no actual yeah. pigeons in it. I think it's a more an administrative... Although, although I've lived in Hamel for, for nearly 30 years, I've only ever been three times. Yeah. Um, and all three have been to see Weymouth. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I think they lost They lost this season. I, I went out absolutely dire match. It was it's just, a, just, a, just to pour water on... Seb's enthusiasm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I think Weymouth were probably bottom or second from bottom at the time, and and Hemel were about twentieth. So it wasn't right. two great teams playing, but right, yeah. Right. I was going to ask you. You both mentioned St Albans. Do they still have the tree growing out of the no. terrace? Did they lose no, that? No, it's gone. I, I went up there. Um, I, I've seen that somewhere before that it had gone, and I actually mm. went up on Tuesday um, to wander around and take a few photographs of pubs and I wandered <laughs> down to the ground it was open I'm just nobody's there I just wandered in right. wandered around the ground um and uh the the the, the tree appears to have gone oh dear yeah, yeah. I remember that it was a very bizarre experience of stand yeah. leaning against a tree on the on the way terrace there but well there's there's something uh, maybe maybe similar but quirky let's just call it quirky uh, um at Worthing, behind one of the goals, there's there's like a row of three or four like park benches that were there <laughs> long time. You know, been there for a long, long time, uh, um, and they've sort of built around them. They've got this nice big brand new stand, and they've got some nice terracing. And they, you know, like I said before, it's a really good setup at Worthing. But there's definitely some elements of charm like that. Um, there might not be so many bits of charm at some grounds. You know, there you know it will be. They will be very different to what Yeovil fans and Yeovil players will be used to, but you know that's part of the the, the challenge that ev you know everyone will will have to overcome. And like I said, enjoy it and enjoy it for what for what it is. You know, we've spent years and years being getting angry about getting told off by people in yellow jackets because we're stood in the you know and some dare, dare we stand up in a in a in a in a stadium? Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's maybe just try and make the make the most of hopefully what will be you know. And a, a short spell, but make the most of hopefully what will be a welcoming division, you know, on 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 and off the pitch. Excited, Ian? Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm so excited. I even bought a season ticket for the first time for the first time since uh, Jake Gray's mate was manager. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have I got a season ticket. I think yeah, I am I am excited, and I think. The I know this won't be music to Benz's or yours, Dave, but I think the fact that there are a lot of games in this neck of the woods uh, is exciting, and you know maybe I can maybe I can drag the wife to a few as well. I bet she's excited now. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. I would what I would say as well is that you know don't mistake the part time nature or regional nature of it of um of the like the media side of things you know there's a lot of football's obviously a competitive industry there's a lot of good talented people working in the media departments volunteering in the media departments of this club i'm not blowing my own trumpet here because that's what i did that's not me at all but there's a lot of good people in the national league south media side of things and they there's some really good commentary you know so i know sometimes when you're listening to your teams you know if you can't listen to 
your team being you know commentary from your perspective it's sometimes good to listen to the other perspective there's there's a lot of options and I suppose there's not as many rules either um obviously you're a little bit let you know you're not hamstrung by embargoes or rights deals and stuff like that you know it's pretty much a free-for-all so yeah I would yeah in, in, enjoy it and there's a there's a yeah what we'll probably uh, what I'll probably do is probably send there's a few good fan run accounts as well the only one shame I would say is that um and it's a real shame is that Dulwich got relegated on the last day of the season because I think that would have been um you know that's probably a jewel in the crown in terms of an away day at this level and unfortunately yeah well fans will miss out on that unless they get 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 against them in the cup but a club that does things the right way uh, a great experience uh, a, a a bar on every corner essentially and yeah it's pretty it's a great yeah it's a great it's a great place but if we do get stuck down there, then maybe we'll play them the following season. That was the one place I was looking forward to going. And then the the, uh, the rat hole by the seaside managed to stay yeah. up at their expense. <laughs> yeah, it was a real, it was a, yes, it's a, it's a real shame. Because um, they literally just fell into it on the last day, didn't they? Yeah. Mm, and yeah. All they needed to do was score a goal and it was pretty agonising. But, you know, the table doesn't lie at the end of the season, does it? If you're in the bottom four, you're in the bottom four, as we well know uh, you deserve to be. Hugh, were you more upset about Weymouth staying up or missing the bar in every corner? Um, I was particularly, well, the, 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 the two are not mutually excused. I, 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 I was particularly upset about Weymouth staying up. Any time we're in the same division as Weymouth, I regard that as humiliation. Um, and uh, yeah, I was, uh, look, I, I was looking. Dulwich Hamlet is one of the places I'm looking forward to. I mean, they're, they're, so, they're, they're, they're staggering that they went down, really. I mean, it can happen to anybody. The the, the, the three relegate, the other three relegation places, um, Cheshire, Concord Rangers and Hungerford, were the three smallest clubs in the division for crowds. And Dulwich Hamlet was the biggest by a mile. I mean, it's about a thousand more than anybody else. Yeah. Um, so I don't know quite how they managed to mess up so badly. But um, yeah, I, I was looking forward to that one. But, uh... I, do, I do always did always enjoy a trip to Concord because the people and the volunteers, are, and again, again, that's probably something worth mentioning. A lot of people that Yeovil fans will be dealing with on a match day will be volunteers, and a lot of them will be hardworking volunteers that have just been looking, you know, working, doing things on a Saturday for 20, 30 years, whatever. Do you know what I mean? So yes, that might mean that they might be a little bit, you know. They might not quite be used to having hordes of uh, cider drinking Yeovil fans in, in in their neck of the woods, but yes, be I would say be polite, be patient with all these the, the volunteers of no league football clubs. And most of them, most of the people you'll deal with on a match day might probably won't be getting paid. You know, not most of them, I say, but certainly a f- fair, fair few clubs. You won't be; they won't be getting paid. So it's um, it's just a nut. It, I, I've loved watching football at this level for such a long time because. There is a real nice atmosphere about it. Don't get me wrong. There's, there's nothing better than succeeding and winning and 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 going up. You know, winning playoff finals at Wembley. But yeah, try and enjoy what you can. In the Sorry, next. Seb. I've, I've got no regrets that we're not going to Concord Rangers. My, my, my one of my fears was a few weeks before the end of the season, Concord actually won a few games. They did. And I thought, uh, and I thought, oh god, they might stay up. And Canby Island. Uh, yeah. The other the other club on Canvey Island looked like they had a possibility of getting in the playoffs. And I thought, oh my God, two trips to Canvey Island. 
that is that is that is a that is a punishment. That is a punishment. Thankfully, we don't have to go through what you look like. <laughs> yes, it's not. It, yeah, it's not set in the most. Um, they the nicest of surroundings. There's a there's a no. chemical gas works next to the Concord ground, which um, not great, and and, and and a pain in the backside to get to as well. Oh yeah, Eastbourne Borough is a bit like that. It's not actually. Don't think that you're going to get the jump on the train to Eastbourne and have an ice cream on the beach and then wander up to the ground. It's a little bit out out of the town. Um, again, yeah. a good a good setup. Again, a lot of these clubs, if you so wish, will have their own, you know, supporters. You know. Eastbourne Borough is a good bar. Haven't not really a pub. It's a pub next to the football ground, but you know, run by the football club. I would suggest, you know, of course there are very, and Hugh will have picked many, many uh, great pubs to go to. But yeah, if you can support any every any penny you spend in, I know this for a fact, being a director of a former director of a National League South club, any penny that you spend on anything inside the ground will go a long way. Certainly to some of those clubs with the, the lower attendances. So. Yeah, help them out, but not too much. <laughs> right. Well, I have to say, Ian's excited. He's got a season ticket. I'm really looking forward to boosting my carbon footprint um, and <laughs> uh, hitting the road and the train and everything else that uh, gets me down to the southeast or the southwest of uh, of the country. But yeah, we'll we'll wrap it up by saying a big thank you to you guys, Seb, and and, and Hugh for for joining us, and um, we will a be pleasure. back. Yeah, thank you. And and Hugh, you, you know, daylight's wasting. You've got those guides to do. You know, we yeah, have, people, people are people are relying on you. So um, yeah, if you if you haven't stumbled across Hugh's um cider space um away travel guides, they are on the Glover's Cast website and they are excellent. Uh, he won't mind me saying, I'm sure. But um, thanks very much for having us on. Appreciate it, and just want to say thank you for um all the brilliant work you guys have done in the last certainly weeks and months to cover what has become one of the biggest fasts in football, which hopefully is going to reach its conclusion and we can get back to some sort of normality. But thanks again for all your work. Kind of you to say so. Yeah, kind of you to say so. And as we always say, we say every time, we are merely uh, carrying on the torch for the great work that uh, Badger, Hugh and everybody else in inside the space did. So, yeah, no. Proud to do it. Ian, are we wrapping up? We are. Thank you very much, gents. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. 